Star Wars 7x7 episode 3048. Yesterday and today and tomorrow we are wrapping up some of the storytelling around the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. There was some Journey to the Obi-Wan series stuff that we talked about in previous episodes earlier this year, but there was some stuff that didn't actually come out until after the series was done, and so I thought, hey, let's catch up and wrap that up. So today we're going to be talking about a story related to Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin in the waning days of the Clone War. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So as I was saying in yesterday's episode, this Obi-Wan Kenobi series, some of the issues came out before the Obi-Wan Kenobi series debuted on Disney+, Plus. some of it was during and after. We're circling back around now and finishing our look at them and doing so with the benefit of having seen the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is kind of fun. The first issue in that series was with Obi-Wan as a youngling in the Jedi Temple, then it was Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's a Padawan at that time. The third issue, which we talked about yesterday, features Obi-Wan and Commander Cody in a battle near the beginning of the Clone Wars. This time we're talking about something that happened toward the end of the Clone Wars with Obi-Wan and Anakin specifically. In the framing story where Obi-Wan is just you know a short time before the events of A New Hope, writing in his journals that will eventually be found by Luke Skywalker, the sandstorm that he's been waiting for has arrived and everything has gone dark and the temperature has dropped a few degrees. So he He's reflecting on darkness and light and how they you know, swap places over time. And this actually also ties in a little bit to the previous story about the battle on Abrion Bridge when he has a moment where suddenly the sunrise happens and it's just spectacular. And then after the horror of the battle, he waits for the next sunrise because he wants to see light prevailing. But the story that he tells for us is a story about darkness prevailing. So there was this character who brought a bunch of troops to join in the Battle of Abrion Bridge from the planet Rune. This person is named Commander Mechadrix, and apparently Mechadrix has lost his mind for all intents and purposes. So Obi-Wan and Anakin are actually called back from the front lines on a super secret mission that has to be briefed in person. It's totally off the books. Yularen is saying, you've got to find this guy, and he needs to be brought to justice because if his crimes get out, then it could be bad for neutral systems looking at the Republic through this war, and even for loyal systems looking at the Republic in this war and thinking, oh yeah, maybe the Republic isn't so great and it might cause the Republic to lose support in the war because this commander apparently is leading an execution squad known as Deathwind and they are killing clone troopers and they're also killing separatists just willy-nilly. Now, Yularen doesn't tell Obi-Wan and Anakin that he wants them to kill Commander Mechadrix, but he basically says, yeah, there are a lot of people who think the best way to deal with this is to kill him. And Anakin is outraged by this and says, there's no way we're not going to assassinate people. And this actually does ring a bell with the story Dark Disciple by Christy Golden that adapts stories that had been intended for the Clone Wars but were never made into Clone Wars episodes. But part of that storytelling had to do with the Jedi Council deciding that they wanted to assassinate Count Dooku and the you know, storm and drama that that creates. 
dates. But that story takes place after, chronologically, this one. So yeah, they're definitely a lot more opposed to the idea of assassination at this point. So Obi-Wan and Anakin go to the place where allegedly this commander is hiding out. And I will say that I have not actually seen Apocalypse Now. I know that might be crazy like you know if you watch movies then you know probably you should have seen apocalypse now at some point i don't know maybe not maybe it's okay that i haven't and i also haven't read heart of darkness by joseph conrad but from what i got from <laughs> the way that they depict obi-wan and anakin going to find this commander it seems very heart of darkness apocalypse now they're going through this bog there are effigies of clone troopers there and they're brought into a temple where the guy is hanging out. It turns out that this is actually an ancient Sith temple, Obi-Wan says, and that it may date back to the Jedi-Sith War, which is kind of interesting. Makes Obi-Wan think that maybe dealing with this guy is going to be more difficult because... I don't know, when I read that, I thought, oh, like maybe he's going to be like Sith possessed. And that's what the big problem is. They don't really go there. Instead, the guy's just basically gone mad. So this guy was a survivor, as I said, of Abrion Bridge. And the losses that they took there were just absolutely horrific. And he had apparently been involved in other battles, but just essentially disappeared at one point. And now he says that he is fully realized in terms of what he thinks his purpose is and it's annihilation. It's just either killing or dying and that's it. And even though this squad of cold-blooded killers is being referred to as the Death Wind by Yalaran, apparently, according to this commander, the Jedi are the Death Wind and the Force is the strength of the void that is pulling everybody into it, into death. Which, if you think about it, is not too far off considering the way that the Jedi have been drawn into the war. It's certainly something that Obi-Wan Kenobi has been thinking deeply about, about the, the notion of preserving, protecting life, but also having to take life and be around for the ending of life as he puts clone troopers in harm's way in battles and so forth. Ultimately, and whether intentionally or not, Obi-Wan basically eggs the commander on into attacking by speaking in riddles about you know, what use death has for a name or a sunrise and talks about how a sunrise needs three elements to exist. It needs a star, it needs a planet, and it needs somebody to witness it and give the sunrise its meaning and its beauty and whatnot. And the commander basically has enough of this and is like, yeah, and jumps to attack. Anakin, in order to defend Obi-Wan, force calls his lightsaber from the you know, acolytes who took it away from him in order to let them go have this audience with the commander, and ends up stabbing the guy in defense of Obi-Wan, and then has to say, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, and Obi-Wan says, it's okay, it's okay, and the commander says, yeah, I just wanted the quickest way to the sunrise, and then dies. So it is an awful moment for Anakin, and you can see how hurt he is by the situation, and it does also make you reflect on the idea that putting Anakin in this position in the Clone Wars was part of his fall. Like you can see him being emotionally damaged as we progress through the Clone Wars with all the things that he's been asked to do over the years. Toward the beginning of the story, Obi-Wan talks about how 
even though things have been absolutely horrific, and he mentions one particular battle where the Republic supposedly had a victory, but the victory rendered the planet that they were fighting over inhospitable. So, yeah, so it's kind of a Pyrrhic victory there. But he said one thing that's come out of the situation is that he and Anakin have become ever closer to each other, but they also spend a lot of time in silence, and they also are, if I've got this right, I may be paraphrasing, but working to purge the shrouds of shadow that threaten to fall over them. And so there's this just constant effort that they have to make for themselves to prevent themselves from falling to the dark side of the force for all intents and purposes, or at least falling into depression and post-traumatic stress disorder, for example. So the idea of preserving and protecting life for Obi-Wan Kenobi takes on a more nuanced meaning in this particular issue of the miniseries. And that right there is going to finish our discussion of this particular issue of the miniseries. And so it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited. Other respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.